Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. We are back. Um, oh, dear. I don't want to be here, to be honest. Um, what a truly dismal, dismal day. Um, what a truly dismal um, day yesterday was, um, for a lot of reasons. I was in Ashton Gates, as you could probably have worked out if you do follow me on Twitter. I wasn't there. Uh, Bristol City fell to a 1-0 defeat in the seven-side derby against Cardiff uh, at Ashton Gate. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't watch the game, so I will bow down to Matisse's superior knowledge on the, um, well, knowledge, I'm joking, uh, on, the, on the game. Um, uh, presuming you watched it. Um, so, yeah, uh, more, more of the opinions will be coming from me, but a lot of the discussion will also be around, you know, Liam Manning. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, Matisse is is with me as always. Um, how are you doing, uh, mate? After yeah, just a gut wrenching, I suppose, display, and always never nice to lose a derby game, is it? No, it's not, and that's that's a then the double they've done over us this season. Um, went away there, and I, I was at that game, and that was a two and loss. Um, Pearson's last game and lost again, and hasn't haven't scored either. Yeah, it's it was just abysmal terrible um same words for the last three weeks really um we've scored well, yeah one goal in three two teams of relegation side and a derby yeah I, I did watch the game couldn't watch all of it um bit laggy I, I, I couldn't find anywhere to watch it while rubbing cv but um yeah just really again no improvements from last week's like we've had the breaks we haven't had any midweek games in the last couple of weeks and nothing's improving the same old problems and just I don't really see any desire in the players any passion we were sloppy we barely created any clear chances couple couple good half chances but really not a lot a bit better than last week I'd say a better performance than last week but by better I don't mean we're playing well it's still really poor lack of quality and yeah, just well, we didn't score a goal, and we we lost the game. So yeah, just really disappointing. And at home as well, on a game where we have to turn up, it's a derby. We've been on some poor form, and just more of the same. So yeah, disappointed, and and so uh, yeah, all Bristol City fans really. Just I think it's quite important to touch on this, just because of the fact that obviously the derby game, you know, they beat us earlier in the season at their place. Obviously, expectation, I suppose, was there. To, kind of pressure was there not to kind of lose this game. Um, and the fact the importance of not, you know, uh, having to double down on you by arrivals is always important, isn't it? Um, it? It felt like we were coming into this game, I don't want to say without really, it didn't really feel like in the build-up there was a massive kind of getting, you know, amped up by the crowd or the fans getting a little bit, you know, building themselves up for this game. And apparently more you know, what it seemed like is there's just no reaction from the from the players, uh, and Liam Manning. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't I know what you mean I didn't really feel like it was a, a derby. Um if you know what I mean, it didn't feel like And I'm sorry, the, by the, the aggression way aggression was there. Before Cardiff fans inevitably comment on this. Um we are not saying um we are not making excuses for the fact that Bristol lost this game. I'm sure we both can agree that Cardiff are probably the best side of the majority of the yeah. game. Probably, um, probably, probably deserve the win, like most other teams who have won. Ashton or just against <laughs> us probably deserve the win. Um, we're not going to make excuses saying, "Oh, Cardiff are not very good," and whatnot. They're obviously a very decent championship side that they were level on points with us before the game. They're very, you know, very capable of this level, similar to us when, when we can turn up. Um, so yeah, nothing to take, nothing to take away from them. Just the fact that it's, it's our rivals, I'm sure, is a little bit more annoying. And I'm sure Cardiff fans can understand that. But yeah, go on. Yeah, that that's the thing. The fact that now every time we lose, we can say confidently that the opposition deserved the win is is a bit concerning as well. Because you can get unlucky in games and play well, but recent times we just really haven't brought anything to the game. And yeah, Cardiff, yeah, def- definitely played better and, and were the more threatening and yeah um like you said yeah i mean i mean i think also just not a lot of great like build up around the game i mean both our seasons weren't we weren't really looking at playoffs after 44 points going into that game both teams 
looking at another mid-table because Cardiff did have a positive start to the season. Obviously, they, they were in the playoffs at one point as well. Then they've fallen, fallen off a bit. But um, yeah, just... I mean, the players at the end of the day dictate the, the game and how the fans react and we couldn't really see that in them. A couple of players, I mean, Joe Williams always always shows passion, but, but generally it was it was poor and we really didn't have have, have much going um yeah from from, from the get-go really uh this was the bristol city team as you can see scrolling along the bottom of uh of your screen um if you have a, if you do have any comments on the city team please do let me know in the in the live chat or after the event uh, in the comment section uh, down below um it was max o'leary in goal it was a back four of ross mccrory rob dickey zach viner and hayden roberts uh no campering starting 11. it was andy king and joe williams as the midfield two um jason knight as the kind of operating 10 mark sykes uh on the left taylor gardner hickman uh on the right was it or was it the other way around no it's on the left no, it um and Mackie Wells up top, Jesus Christ. Um, God, if this was their 11, uh, Ethan Orvath in goal, Perry NG, Nat Phillips, uh, who was highly rated by Liverpool at one point, uh, Dimitris Gutas, uh, Josh uh, wilson Brand, uh, if I'm not pronouncing that wrong, uh, Manalis Siopis, who, was, if, I can re- if I'm remembering rightly, was really good against us, wasn't he, in the first game? Um, yeah. The fielder, uh, Joe Rawls, who's the captain, uh, Josh Bowler, uh, David Turnbull, um, uh, Ruben Colville, and Keon Etete, uh, for the uh, for the visitors. Um, from the get go, it well, when I was looking through the halftime comments, kind of you know, the halftime thing they put out uh, on Twitter or whatnot, uh, I was looking through it and I was just, it was just like, oh, what a dull game, and you know, stuff like that. Uh, would you? Think, did you do you agree with that? Was it largely quite dull and you know not very eventful and you know lacking in chances? I think it was yeah relatively just mediocre game. Nothing too much going for either sides in terms in terms of the lineup. Um, just before I get onto that, yeah, I, I, it's interesting looking looking on it when when we started a couple of decisions. I mean, Pring he was injured, but he only came on in the eighty second minute, so. Not really sure about that. King playing, starting in a semi-side derby. Um, and then Taylor Garden Hickman off the right. Not entirely sure why. Like, we can't put Taylor Garden Hickman and Joe Williams together and then Anis on the left and Sykes in his favoured position on the right. And also start Conway. Um, so, not really what I would have gone for, especially, but is what it is. But yeah, start of the game, I think throughout most of the game, it wasn't the dullest game I've ever seen. There were some chances end to end, like as in more than you would see. I mean, looking at the stats, there were, we did have 17 shots um, throughout the 90, only three on target, but um, there were some chances in there. If I can remember one big chance was from, I think it was a corner and then it falls to Sykes, gets under control and um, it shoots better, goes straight to, the Cardiff keeper, I think he could have done better then. Um, it was a quite a close chance. And if he just buried it in the bottom left, he could have finished it. Um, more ch- There was one chance, I'm not sure if, if, you, if you've seen the highlights, but um, Cardiff came in on the right again. And it was quite a close chance um, in, in that first half. And we've seen similar situations over the last few weeks of the goals. And we've conceded throughout, throughout them as well. And with Hayden Robertson the- left and... and from the left hand, from our left hand side. From, from our left hand side, exactly, yeah. And the similar thing happened again. Um, it was was it was a Sheffield. It was the QPR goal and a Sheffield Wednesday goal. Um, both Sheffield Wednesday goals, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, both. And But yeah, I came in from the right, and they were unlucky. It was a shot, um, kind of just from outside the box, and just went wide. But yeah, Cardiff probably looked a bit more threatening. We had a couple half chances going forward um but yeah not not really anything that we should be going oh how have we not scored there which is a bit of a shame and again like yeah not not too much that we we, we created which was disappointing but um it, it was yeah a kind of a rough start I predicted a nil nil um I thought because both both our attacks were well if we just 
generally goals scored this season is is not impressive really we haven't scored a lot of goals but the one goal made the difference in in the second half at the end of the day and um came from another corner just like the reverse fixture um which happened in front of me which was yeah shame um before we talk about that actually uh Keon Atete goes off injured uh oh that's what it says on uh, so for scored anyway um for Cardiff uh, Yakumaite uh came on um in this in the 51st minute uh 10 minutes later uh, a double substitution for City Anas Mameti and Tommy Conway both come on uh for Andy King uh so Mameti comes in um and Garnet can presumably drops back in uh, into that kind of middle of the park um in top of Conway actually a straightforward straightforward swap uh, for Naki Wells um so do you, as well, well, in the end, they didn't make any difference because uh, we still went and lost that game. Um, so, would you would you think about those about that double change and um, yeah, eventually the goal that happened? Yeah, I mean, I think from the from the get go, we should have started with with Garner Hickman in that midfield position, and I didn't think he was terrible today. I think he, he did a couple of decent crosses and. He's always a threat, especially from the midfield. I think that's his best position. Bringing Mimeti on, I felt like, was a good decision. I wanted to see more Mabude as well, but I think it was... Um, well, Mabude came on a lot, a lot later um, with Pring and Cornick. But yeah, Conway straight drop. Yeah, definitely really Wells wasn't impactful at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can get onto him in his situation, but we've talked about it over the last few weeks. Yeah, not really done much. Yeah, Conway on and then Mimeti on. So I'm I'm not entirely did Mimeti come on to the left and then Sykes to the right and then Garner Hickman into the middle? Uh, no, apparently he what stayed, happened. No, he was, stayed on the right, yeah. Yeah, Mimeti stayed on the right, which is interesting because Sykes is still on the pitch, isn't he? So apparently that's what well, that's what happened according to according to social media. So um I I, I don't know. So he might they might, might have swapped, I'm not sure. I think no, yeah, I, I remember a couple chances. Mehti was off the right. Um, that's where we got a couple of our sh- half shots. Taylor Gardner Hickman, just a couple slices going, going wide. Um, but yeah, interesting. We played Sykes on the left for for the whole game until he came off. Um, not entirely sure on those tactics. Um, but he was he was he, he was decent when when he was playing. Um, yeah, onto the goal then. Corner comes in. Well, just sorry, just, really... just just before that, Cardiff make yeah. a double substitution as well. The uh, Oli Tanner comes on for Josh Bowler, um, and Ryan Wintour comes on for Joe Rawls in, in the middle. Um, but yeah, talk about that goal because it's just so so silly and it's just so simple. Yeah, it's just a, a, a crossing from the corner, and it's all a bit of a cluster of players in there. There's about four players all together. Um and well and yeah Ng gets his um gets his head on it and there's about yeah I think Joe Williams is there Viner's behind him don't really know how how he how he got his head on it but he um he gets it through and um it, yeah went past Max Max can do really much to be honest um can't blame him but yeah it's it's a knock on and um we're one 0 down pretty similar to the reverse fixture actually. Um, which was in front of me. It's just too easy. I think it's just a, just a lack of awareness. We should be marking better and really attacking the ball. And we've conceded a lot. Well, I can't put a number to it, but I feel like we've conceded a, cu- a couple corners this um, this campaign. And yeah, it's just not good enough. But that um, that gave Cardiff the lead, and yeah, it was disappointing. Quite yeah, more in the middle of the second half. Yeah, just not good enough, is it? Uh, from our perspective, just you can't concede from a corner um, like that, especially when Cardiff have got pretty good aerial players. I'm thinking Gutas and Gui, obviously, who scored the header. Um, you know, likes of... Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Yakumaite is not bad in the air. Um, so it's 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 a bit it's a bit it's a bit of an annoying one actually to concede from that sort of um, situation. Um, Especially when Liv Manning has previously praised the fact that Brisbane have been quite good at set pieces, defending and attacking wise. Um, so yeah, that that normally when we go one 0 down, we don't tend to recover effectively, especially with the fact that we uh, 
moved the ball so slowly and ultimately we scored a goal didn't we and that was ruled out uh, Tommy Conway was offside um I'd say it looked offside um and yeah that that was that happened apart from that see nothing and yeah, I, I, it's it's the same problems like we mentioned I mean we have 59 percent of the possession in in that game and we really don't it's just a lot of waiting around no not knowing to make that final pass and that, that's happened so many times in the last few weeks it just takes we just need that one bit of creativity that one pass that one run from a couple players and opens the back line and then we'll get loads more chances throughout a game and again yeah more possession in that second half um and overall and we we didn't do anything with it and um yeah the offside goal did come it was a brilliant cross from taylor garner hickman and a brilliant header as well i have to say dicky gets down well and it's a great save but um yeah conway drifting to offside position finishes off but doesn't count um so that was a shame but yeah overall really just not knowing what to do when we're on the ball and no goals again and what is that now 39 goals in 35 games very poor that must very be one of the worst poor. in the division no yeah one two five teams have worse than that so um that puts us 19th then in terms of goals scored which is where we want to be um yeah in terms of goal conceded we we obviously have a good record but really that creativity moving forward is what we're lacking and just breaking down teams like cardiff and and relegation sides um yeah disappointing but yeah ended one nil to the bluebirds which is yeah the double over us i don't think i'd go as far as saying cardiff for you know really really like defensive side either i'd just say and i don't think you need to be when you face us you just need to be good structurally um you don't need to be overly defensive when you're out of shape and we're having the ball we're obviously going to pass it a little bit slower uh i'm going to try and move the ball around if you as long as you hold this at the moment as long as you hold a good structure we're not going to break you down and that's what it feels like and obviously scott twine is not there and we'll talk about the channel drugs window because my goodness me it's been appalling um or has proven to be appalling um we'll talk about all the mitigating facts and whatnot as we will do it in later in the video um but yeah without him who is our you know he was brought in to be that player to break the teams break teams down who have got that good defensive structure um it's just not just not happening and um yeah Bruce City ultimately are going to lose a lot more games like this unless this doesn't fix up um Six minutes of out of time. It felt like, from what I've heard, uh, the Bruce City had a bit of a rallying call after uh, a couple of substitutions. Cam Pring comes on for Hayden Roberts. Harry Cornick comes on for Jason Knight. And Adire and Boudet comes on for Mark Sykes. Obviously, Adire and Boudet is a little bit better. He was very, very poor against QPR when he came on. Um, obviously, give him, give him a bit of a free pass. But um, Bally, from what I heard, looked much better. It's far more of a... Far more of a threat and you know a bit more of composure um but yeah thoughts on that triple substitution and apparently what was a rallying call after you know for the last about six seven minutes of the game yeah i think we we obviously we we had a go and we went for it um on those substitutions yeah i think just just a final push really to go at it um i think Pring definitely should have come on earlier um to be honest um and i do hope he starts next game um because when he's at his best he's he's definitely better than than roberts mabude yeah looked a little bit brighter but i still want to see a bit more from him and hopefully he can play a few more minutes but knowing that we have that option to buy definitely one a bit more for the future term probably next season gets really at his feet um but hopefully proves enough to to sign permanently and then cornick yeah i mean he, he was okay as well um but in general, from the whole team, just a, a, a real lack of impact um, throughout the whole game, and we still didn't have enough to to finish it off in in the in the last few minutes. And yeah, I mean, yeah, if we look at the momentum graph as well, um, definitely had a big push at the end. And yeah, well, seventeen shots, three on target. Um, they had a zero point three expected goals as well. Um, they didn't have like too much going forward, but 
again, we do not know what to do with the ball, so couldn't do much with it. And it ended, yeah, 1-0 and our third loss on the bounce. Yeah, just just, just not good, is it? Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I think that's about it to talk about the game, to be honest, and I don't want to talk about the game uh, too much more. Um, do you want to do player ratings or not? Or just skip it for this one because I wasn't there. Or do you want to do just yours? I don't mind. I I can I can go. Um, to be honest, they're all around the same. If I'm going to be honest, I I, I should, do. You want me to go through them? Um, do you want to just rattle through all of them? Like, don't yeah. really give an explanation, and I'll just write it down. Okay. Um, starting Max in goal six point five. I think he made a couple good decent saves. Good blocks. Can't do anything for the goal, but nothing too special. McCrory. 6.5 as well. Just think he provided a little bit more going forward on the right-hand side and he just showed a bit more effort for me, um, <clears throat> which is, for me, what's important in these games as well. Uh, Viner and Dickey, both sixes. Just, yeah, a bit, just pretty mid. Didn't didn't do much. In, the, in that corner, I think it was a big cluster. Not don't think there's a proper one to blame, but, yeah, a little bit sloppy. Didn't have as much creativity with the passes going forward. Roberts 5.5, not really a big impact for me. I think Rob Pring should have come on a lot earlier. Um, and also the chance came on from that, from our left-hand side as well, from them, which, which definitely could have been a goal. Um, King, six. I think he was just pretty okay. He didn't do much. I mean, his job isn't really to go forward and create much. So what he's there for, I thought I thought he was okay. Um Williams 6.5 bit more effort um I saw from him and he he, he just showed a bit showed a bit more passion type of the game then TGH on the right um also 6.5 I thought um he he, he he gave a couple shots and I know they were wide but we were kind of struggling and he put in a brilliant cross for Rob Dickey as well um to be honest we can't be feeding off one one moment chances but i thought he was okay night six as well um didn't really do much from, from what i expected with him and then sykes six off the left not in his normal position um but i still think he did okay probably should have scored as well in that chance but um didn't have much to feed off naki really poor um didn't have too much to feed off, but don't really have an impact. I don't know if I, how harsh I should go for him. I'll go. I'll go five. Five. I'll go five. For Naki. Um, maybe a bit harsh. Maybe five point five, but I'll just leave it five. Conway came more con in later on in the game. What was it? Sixty something minute. Um, it was yeah, sixty second minute. I thought he get he he obviously scored the goal, but more well, not the goal, offside goal. Um, he was just there with the tap in, but um, I thought he definitely pushed on. He he wanted to make an impact. I felt because it was questionable that he didn't start. He definitely wanted to make an impact and showed a bit more effort. Um, Anis. Um, that's sorry. Six, what did you go for? What did you go for, Conway? Uh, six point five. Anis six, yeah. And and is six. I mean, I think overall, when I look player for player, I'd probably give more than a whole team. Like a whole team, I usually get. Well, we'll get. I'll, go, I'll give you Manning's now, but Manning kind of tells me obviously what the whole team's rating is um, as a whole. Even though it's not the average, if you if you kind of know what I mean, how the whole team plays together in, in terms of separate. But uh, for the other subs, I think there was just too little time really to to put anything on them. Um, I want to follow though. Just for overall, because again, just no drive from the team, cluster, really no threat going forward, and we lost the game at the end of the day. So below par and a poor, poor performance. But yeah. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, very subpar, very poor, and just nowhere near the levels we need to be especially for a derby game 
Um, Bristol City, that was really, really poor. Um, I think I'm going to stop, talk, stop talking about that one uh, because I really cannot be. Um, last, just quickly, do you want to do the quiz? Um, because if you are, if you if you've been listening um, for a while, uh, we have been, you know, trotting along, talking about the game, talking about the next game. So we thought we'd add, add something a little bit different, just to, just, just to, uh, on days like this where we're talking about a defeat, just to help brighten the mood a little bit. Um, as well, um, my question. So, do you want who? Do, actually, no, Matisse, I'll ask you. Do, do you? So, we'll just ask each other a question each week, um, uh, and yeah, we'll keep points tally. Um, most most weeks, the question will be worth one point. Um, for weeks where it's like a list, it'll be worth like you know three points and whatnot. Um, this week, um, yeah, uh, Bristol. Yeah, I'll, this is the question uh, I'll ask first, then, if that's all right with you, Matisse. I'll ask first. Yeah, go on. Um, so this is a question related to the seven-side derby, actually. Uh, so if in the comments, and no cheating either, by the way, uh, in the comments you want to join in, please do feel free. Um, this is a question related to the seven-side derby, actually. Um, so since Cardiff were relegated from the Premier League in, uh, in the 2018-19 season, um, how many seven-side derby victories have Bristol City had in the 10 games that Cardiff have played Bristol City? Um, so, yeah, 10 games. Uh, and I will give you a margin for error of one game each way. Okay. So, yeah, because we played our 10th... We played our 10th game yesterday. Since so how the 2019-20 season won? was first. Okay, well, we got... Hmm. As I said, one game margin for error each way. So if the answer, for Bristol example, City is 10 games, so, so let's say the answer is 20. Um, it's not, it's 10 games. Let's say the answer is 20. If you say 21 or 19, <coughs> Okay, okay. My th- my thought process is well. Obviously, we won zero this year, but we got that um, Andy Vyman masterclass. We've got I've got I've got it on the calendar right there as well. The Tommy Conway um, header and that two 0 win. There's got to be somewhere more. We've got we've got an away one as well in there. Thing is, if you ask me like this season, I could probably name us every result, but I'm gonna go for four. I'm gonna go for four. For four four. Are you yeah, gonna, are you gonna lock that go in? Four. I'm gonna I'm it's four I, I would go four or five. I don't see have we won we have a good but there's no draws. I don't remember any draws. That's the problem. Because we don't draw, we're not likely to draw a seven-side derby. I'm going to play safe. I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five. Is that your final answer? Yeah, final answer is five. Sure. Yeah, I feel like I'm on like the chase or like the. <laughs> you know, correct, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm correct. That's brilliant. Is that two points then, or do I get what? Uh, one point. One point. One point. One point. One point. One point. Okay. Um, so the fire. results are as follows, if I can remember off the top of my head. 1-0 in 1920, where we beat them with Josh Brownell's ridiculous strike. Oh, yeah, the Remembrance Day goal, yeah. Yeah, uh, the season after, we won 1-0 at their place. Uh, Chris Martin scored in, in the second minute mm-hmm. or the first minute. Mm-hmm. Um, the season after that, we beat them at their place. Andy Vyman got a double. And then the season after, sorry, and then the, that's the season we did the double, uh, doesn't it? Um, and then mm-hmm. we beat them three to Ashton Gate. And then the season after that, so last season, it was 2 0, Tommy Conway header, um, and Rob Atkinson header. Um, and obviously, since then, they've beaten us three times in a row. Uh, do you want to ask your question? I've, I've kind of got two parts. I'm going to give you two parts to the question. Um, so also related um to the seven side derby and 
I don't know if you saw the video of, of a Bristol City fan with uh, one of our ex-players. Um, he was uh, outside the stadium. It was before the game and oh, from Mara Jeju. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little thing. I thought it was a little bit poor because Tam handled this. Was, no, no. Well. no can, was, I just, can I just can I just can I just touch on that? Actually, that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous because fam has given us what five years five years of service, five and a bit years of service. It's okay, like things didn't things didn't end well. Didn't end brilliantly, and he was omitted from the squad uh, right to at the end. But he still, you know, lit. We still like him, don't we? We th- we thought he was a decent player. 50, 50 plus goals in a Bristol City shirt should not be laughed at or you know uh, be criticised for. I thought he did. I thought he did relatively well. Obviously, yeah, my opinion on him was different when he was about to leave. I was not greatly impressed with the, with the manner uh, or his level of performance, but, you know, he wanted to move away. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's not it's not nice to see the fact that he's now wearing a Cardiff shirt. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm, sure it's, um, I'm sure it's a natural reaction, isn't it, from a city perspective? Um but to give him that sort of abuse right next to him, and he took—I thought he took it quite well initially. He started laughing. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he, he started laughing, and then, yeah, he kept. He the kept repeating. Yeah, fan kept going on. I thought that was quite poor, actually, for someone who's given us that much, that many years of service. Um, if it was a little bit of banter, I would have been like, "Yeah, fine," um, but that was just a little bit too far. I thought, um, yeah, just not necessary for someone. And the fact that he was still willing to take pictures with the City fans after the game, I think, yeah, was quite exactly. telling about the fact what he thinks about us, even though he's technically a Cardiff player. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I, I have no animosity towards fam at all. I think I was quite sad when I saw him in, holding up that Cardiff shirt, actually. Um, yeah. you think about that, but I thought, I thought, um, that's quite poor from the, from the City fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a lovely guy. I mean, I remember when. That QPR header, I was at that game. That was some some header that was. Um, but my question to you is, it's on subject of Pomara Jeju, two parts. Um, first, we'll start with a bit of the easier one. I don't know what lenient, but we're going to start with how many club goals does he have with Bristol City? And I'm going to give you, I feel like you know what it is. So I'm only going to give you one on each side. What? Uh, One on each side. Jesus. Mm, I'll give you I'll give you two on each side. So if the answer's a hundred, you can have yeah, ninety-eight or hundred two. I'm gonna be hard on you. Crying out loud. Um, or should I should, I don't know because I <laughs> I feel like you know it. Well I, well I think it was above fifty because I've just said it and I'm you know it's not above mm. fifty, then I'm look like a bit of a toss pot. Um I think he hit 15 this last season, didn't he? Well, is this, this include club uh, cup competitions as well? I think so, yeah. I'm going to go 52. Final answer? All right, don't do this to me. Yeah, yeah, it is my final <laughs> answer, yeah. <laughs> you get the point, it was 51. Um, he just clipped the, uh, the 50 yeah, mark. I remember because... Um, He's on the he's on the board up in the, in, in the concourse. He just made it up onto all time goal yeah, scorers yeah. list. Um, okay, fine. You, that's that's a point. Second part of the question, mm-hmm. also statistics. Um, how many appearances does he have for the club? Um, throughout oh, is God. what we said. What for for? Yeah, one, two, yeah, five years. Five years at the club. Um, and I'll give you ten. Mm, seven on each side. Seven? Ten. I'll give you ten. Fine. I was hard on that. I'll give you ten. I'll give you ten. So uh, how many I don't want you to do some like A level maths, like. Did you say four on each side? Uh five. Oh, five. Sorry, four. Sorry, no. Did you say how many seasons? Five. Should five be. seasons. Um no no four. Four seasons. Four was it? Oh, interesting. Uh yeah, four seasons. Four seasons. 142. Oh, no, that's way too high, isn't it? Tell your final answer. Yeah, there you go. That's way too high. 42. 
You got it the wrong way around. It's not way too high. It's a bit too low. It's 169. Really? Oh, big fan. Yeah. Many if I, I can I can bring it season by season. He had 36 in the first season with 14 goals and 40. Then he played the next three seasons. 44 games, 44 games, 45 games. Um oh, I thought he'd have been injured so, for a little bit. Oh no, okay. Yeah, he was wasn't wasn't injury prone with, with us. So yeah. Okay, that's that's one point then I'll two for you, but I'm happy I got that card from my mind. Damn, that's a shame. Um if you did get us, if you did get it right, and don't be a cheeky little whatever, uh and put it after the after the fact. Uh if you did get it right, well done. Um here's a medal for getting it right. Okay. Uh we are not financially strong and uh can't give you uh any any prizes uh but yeah um yeah that's it for the quiz this week uh, we'll be back i'm sure next week with uh some more questions um about yeah well maybe the game we and in your questions as well as well if you have any good questions. yeah if you do have any questions please do send them in um and i will i will maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, yeah review them um we'll talk about a bigger picture then from a bristol city perspective uh so that was the seven side derby um Let's talk about a little bit more about um well that's all this comment. Um we'll talk about him then, why not? Um let's talk about Liam Manning. Because I think this I think there's an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed. And first of all, um let's just get this out of the way very quickly. Um I think any cause for Liam Manning to be sacked is just visionism at its utter best uh it's brilliant uh but it's incredibly hip it's just incredible incredible short-termism um what they're trying to get out of the fact that what if we do get if we do sack Liam manning which is not going to happen by the way um however much you beg for it um or if you think it's the right decision to sack him um i think it's just ridiculous to even contemplate that um I think there's there's pressure on him, and that's fair. And I think there's criticism aimed towards his uh, style, um, maybe his you know kind of methods in recent weeks, and maybe the results on the pitch could be down to him. Um, however, I think the calls to sack Liam Manning at the moment are just ridiculous. But I do obviously get the pressure. Uh, obviously, get do get the fact that you know criticism aimed at his way. Um, is, is obviously valid if we're going to lose football games in the way we have been doing for the last three games, then, yeah, pressure is going to be on the manager. Criticism is going to be aimed his way. But I think it's personally pretty rubbish uh, from a certain set minority, I have to say minority, of our fans to, you know, actively come and want Liam Manning out. I just think that's ridiculous. And given, especially given the time he's had at this the football club, what do you think? Yeah, he's... I, I definitely disagree with with those people um, who just get on the back of it. I feel like it's just in the moment. I understand we, we've lost three in the road, but if we look at the bigger picture, Pearson wasn't going to be the right man to take us forward. And I still stand by my point. I think it was the wrong time to sack Pearson. Um, but I, we, can't, we can't turn into this sort of cycle of sacking and not giving enough time. We have a reputation of giving enough opportunities um, for the managers and the coaches. So, yeah, he obviously still he won't be sacked, and I don't think he should be. But we're not in a great position right now, and three losses in a row. I think that makes it a thirty around a thirty three percent win rate um, since he's been here in the league. Um, I heard somewhere, um, and that's three wins in seventeen as well. In, in the long term, which is pretty poor, um, if we think about it. Obviously got that West Ham Cup win. Um, but other than that, in recent times, it's not been impressive. But we see the positive signs. We, we won those three on the bounce. We had an, also the back-to-back wins. We've beaten big sides. We know we can play football. But the championship is, yeah, it's a results business. And... Football is, is a results business in general, and we can't be performing like that against worse sides and lower down in the table. Um, yeah, it's just not good enough, and we need to learn how to do that because 
once teams figure out that they can just yeah like we venture just have a solid structure we don't know how to break them down and we need to fix that and he does have to the end of the season now we're not i mean we're looking up up the table a couple of weeks ago after that southampton um win and we're only six points off the relegation spots um and i'm not getting worried necessarily but our next few games aren't particularly easy um we've got ipswich away on tuesday night followed by swansea at home brom west brom away and then leicester at home which yeah isn't isn't nice um considering three of those are in the in the top um five and two in the top two so yeah He's under pressure and he needs to get some results soon and performances to kind of relieve that a bit. But I don't think we'll get relegated. Um, and he has the rest of the season to try and fix things. Shouldn't be too many games now unless we have a like a international break and then the preseason. Hopefully, it's a real shame that Twine hasn't worked out. We'll get we can get onto players in in a in a moment, but um sort out yeah the the player situation and then hopefully kick on next season but i feel like that's what we say most of the time but to be fair he hasn't been here in a while so but just yeah in 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 general we can't be saying to sack him and he still needs a bit more time but he needs to pick it up really and try and figure figure these problems out because we we could potentially be sucked into a relegation battle if we we keep messing up, but I think we have the quality to stay up, um, definitely. But you, you never know. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right there on the, on the whole. I think we do have the, yeah, more than sufficient quality in that squad to be far away from the relegation zone. Um, we should be. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, it should be fine. I think we'd be absolutely fine from. Relegation. I don't think there's any should be any concerns. And I'll, and unfortunately, we're in a season where Stoke, who are 22nd at the moment, they've played 35 games, they've accumulated 38 points. 38 points for a side who are in the relegation zone on, on match day 35. It's just not. It's just unheard of. Um, normally they'd be like 34, 35 at a push. Normally 33 ish. Um, and we'd have we'd be like eleven points off, and we're going up. So there's no concerns here, um, but that's that's also got to be a factor. But ultimately, it's not it's not good enough. We should be towards you know top half region, and we're thirteenth at the moment. I don't think we're in any relegation releg- danger. There's too much traffic between us and the bottom three. Just um, just the same way it works between us and the playoffs. I think there's too much traffic between when we were, when we were in a playoff kind of you know when we were in a playoff race. We were always saying, oh, there's too many teams between us and the playoffs. And um, same works in the relegation battle. Not, not everyone above us, below us, sorry, is going to improve drastically by that much to close the six-point gap. And unless we lose, like, another four in a row, it's going to be very unlikely we are anywhere near the relegation zone. Um, but as you mentioned, the games coming up are tricky, tricky, tricky. Um, it is indeed. Um, I think we can round up on Liam Manning by saying, we've seen improvements in certain areas i were better let's say composed on the ball we've also seen some regressions in certain areas because goal scoring has been a massive problem um actually that was a problem under pearson as well wasn't it um that's been a problem we don't really look like we're creating enough chances to score goals which is a problem uh, and just generally look like a pretty flaky side um would you agree with that we look pretty kind of meh not really doing much yeah that is the thing i mean recently really nothing going forward defensively pretty solid um but yeah we really need to improve and i think at the start when he came in we saw a lot of positives he in that middlesbrough game um and we were looking up but i feel like that kind of optimism has gone down a bit and i still think we're on the right track relatively with Manning, but I think people thought we weren't a better one that that we actually are, and I think there's still a lot of work to be done. And I feel like, in terms of a correlation, a kind of the, the rate of improvement is still quite low, and I still feel like right now it'll still it'll still take um, a bit. And then we've had some games where we feel like, oh, has it clicked now? But 
yeah, still need to figure out how to beat those um, poorer sides. So we can look at the next games and see Ipswich away and Leicester at home and probably get four points out of that, knowing, knowing Bristol City. So um, we'll have to see. But um, yeah, I mean, I really hope to say we won't get in, sucked into a relegation battle, but um, we'll have to see over the next few weeks. But I, I'm, I'm sure we'll pick up some results soon because... Well, I think that was that's the first time we got three losses on the bounce this this season as well. Poss- possibly. Um, well, what did Pearson lose? No, Pearson won in against Coventry. That's two defeats in a row. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, six points off the relegation zone at the moment. I think, I think, um, if we lose, which we're expecting to against Ipswich, let's be, let's be quite... Quite blunt about that. We're going to lose against Ipswich, probably, and especially the form they're on at the moment and the form we're on at the moment. Um, that makes the Swansea City game an utterly crucial one, I think, for Liam Manning, for this group of players to show what they're actually all about. Because if we, let's say, let's presume the worst and say we get nothing at Ipswich um, and we are still six points off the relegation zone, um, maybe we're three. Um, if Something goes horribly wrong. Um, oh, my voice there. Uh, something goes horribly wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I just I can't. I think I think I think the Swansea game is so 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 important. Not only because it's Swansea and you know you know Bristol against Swansea and all of that, all that geographical things, and um, you know we generally do we have a decent record against Swansea? Ashton Gate. Um, A lot of draws. Yeah. A lot of draws. Um, yeah, generally okay against Swansea Ashton Gate. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Ipswich game is kind of a free hit a little bit, and the Swansea game is massive for us. I think. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, just check. Last time we lost four in the bounce in the league was three years ago uh, in the twenty twenty one season. So yeah, that Ipswich game. I think if we can get a result against there, that definitely relieves a bit of pressure on Manning. If you can, if you can pick up a point, that would be crucial. But we lose that, and if we lose in a bad manner, then yeah, probably will be quite toxic at Ashton Gate if if we don't push forward and and get a result there. So yeah, it's an interesting next couple of weeks, and Manning knows that he has to has to change stuff around. But yeah, a few days, and we're off to. Ipswich, which is also a long away day for any travelling fans, so not a lot of shouting. You must be mad. If, you, if you're going, you must be mad. Especially yeah. if, you, if you're going from Bristol on a Tuesday night to go to Ipswich away when and see the two sides and the difference. You must be mad. Um, let's talk about that then. But, um, I don't. I don't. I don't want to like completely hype up the opposition and say, "Oh, they're so much better than us." Um, they are so much they are, better than us. <laughs> they are so much better than us. Um, I am. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm really particularly concerned because I've not really seen us get battered under Manning yet uh, in terms mm. of scoreline. I don't think we'll get absolutely smacked. Um, although if that does go, if that if there is a chance of that happening, they'll probably be here. Um, I am really concerned. I have to say, with the form we were I've... in. We are in at the moment, and the fact that Ipswich, you know, are just so good. I am really concerned. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I feel like we obviously know how to play against good sides, and we've done that away from home as well. But I feel like the narrative is just a bit different this time. Um, Ipswich are on five wins in a row um, in terms of form, and obviously we're in a terrible run of form, and they're second in the league, and they just have the momentum now. It's a close battle at the top of the table. And I mean, I think, did Leicester win their game? Wait, let me. They lost. Leicester lost. They lost. lost Yeah, they've lost their last three. And I remember when we did that podcast a week ago, after that two lives, we, we both thought that they'll pull it back. But is their third loss in a row in the league, which is surprising from obviously a Leicester City side couple of hard games but qpr at home very surprising they did win in the cup with like an insanely like weak team as well 
um, because goal. they were saving. You see the goal. Yeah, brilliant. Jeez, good goal. Um, but yeah, the fact that they put a reduced team to save the strong players for the weekend and then lose at home against QPR. I know it's a City podcast, but they're only three points above Ipswich. They've been sucked back into potentially mm. not 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 like being winning and also not um being uh, coming into automatics, getting into automatics because they still got Southampton to play and they have played Ipswich twice though, so and then they've got to play us as well. So it's interesting at the top. So Ipswich have got a lot of pressure on them because Southampton leads Leicester Ipswich all there, all fighting for all those four places. So I think they just have the momentum and they'll push forward and I think they can easily rip us apart and it will be a poor result. I think there's a chance it can go the other way and we fight back knowing that we have to get a result and Manning knows that it's going to be a tough game and if we lose this, that Swansea game is going to be a must-win. So if he can get a, a result puts a bit of pressure off him but I still don't think we we have the quality right now to um to push on I mean we'll see what lineup he puts I'd like to see Conway start but, um yeah it's good from going into it, it looks like a battering to be honest but yeah generally we undermanning we've tended we skewed towards being better against sides who are dominating the ball aren't we Salam definitely definitely Barra. Like th- throughout the last the last two weeks, we have less possession, we win games, and that's been the trend over the last year and a half. I feel like, um, and recently, that's just how that's just how we are, and we play but better we, against. But, but if we put no pace up top, i.e., Naki Wells and Anis Mametti, and you know players who are okay but have no pace. Um, Obviously, Sam Bell is a huge miss in that department in terms of pace. Um, but if we, if we have no space there, um, pace even, um, that's going to be a massive problem on the counter-attack, don't, don't you think? Because Belly's not there. Sykes is still kind of getting back to fitness properly. Um, maybe D-Ray and Boudet have to start if we're going to play on the counter-attack to this one. Yeah, I do, I do want to see more of them as well, but I think, yeah, I feel like we're just clinical as well. I feel like we don't have too much of that pace, but we're not really a team who exploits a lot of players with pace a lot of the time. And I feel like in recent games, especially the Southampton, it was just a good string of passes and some nice goals um, in that game. So we're definitely going to bring it that way and 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 we... We won't dominate the ball unless I mean unless switch let us um, because I, I they could probably they could just score um, one quick goal and then we won't be able to do anything and then they just get a second and the game's over like that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I really hope we can go and fight and, and try and pull something out, but it's just not looking likely right now. Score prediction then. Like like you said, we, we don't really tend to get battered um against sides most of the time. But I still think it'll be a, a really like not not in terms of scoreline, but it'll be a statement loss. I think we'll lose two nil. And well, like I mentioned, I think in terms of performance, just the way we lose, I feel like it'll be a a one nil early goal, like I said, and then we really don't do anything moving forward, and then they just kill the game off early in the second half or already in the first, and and we don't we don't really have any response to it, and we'll probably throw everything at it, and Anis Mometti gets a header or something and misses it. I don't know. It's just some some something stupid, some a couple of half chances and a couple of counter attacks, but not enough clinicality. But hopefully they prove me wrong. But yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say two nil. And then that game looks very important, like you, you mentioned earlier against Swansea. Um, do I see scoring as the problem? Uh, if it can be a little bit open, uh, especially at Portman Road, I know the games are quite high scoring there. Um, if, and there's a big if, if we have to get anything against it, so it just would be the, this would probably be the best time to play them in the middle of a three-game week. Um, 
isn't it? Because they've just travelled to Plymouth. They'll have to get back in time for this one. And it's an early kickoff, isn't it? It's not an early kickoff. It's on the Tuesday, so it's a game. It's a day earlier. Um, and I don't know what who they have after after us. It's uh, they have to go to Cardiff. Um, uh, I reckon we'll score. <laughs> yeah, no, go on, go on. I reckon we'll score. Three-one uh, Ipswich. I'll go for. I think. I think it'll be. I think it'll be pretty open. But generally, Ipswich dominating most of the things. And yeah, as you said, probably not us not offering much. And if we are to play on the counter attack, we'll have to be very efficient and very clinical. Um, not sure we've got the strikers capable of doing that at the moment. Um, current form, anyway. Um, yeah, you were going to say. Do you reckon they stay in in certain areas if they have like two games after? Uh, maybe not in this situation where, like Bristol City, Cardiff, if they have. But I feel like if you they're playing like I don't know Sunderland and another team up there, do you reckon players teams stay there? Yeah, I, like... I, I, I think we I think we stay. If it's, like, if it's like a Wednesday, Sunday, or Tuesday, Saturday, I think we did that, didn't we? I think we played. Um, what was it? We went two away games and then we might have stayed up north. Was it the Sunderland Hole? Sunderland uh, Hole, no. Um, yeah. might have been Leeds Borough, perhaps. Yeah. Leeds Borough, that's that's not close, but you know what I mean. There's no point coming back down. Um, is there? Well, it might be actually five five game five five day gap five five day gap. Um, that's anyway. That's a. Uh, we're nitpicking here. Um, I think just about wraps it up in terms of what we the main talking points were. Uh, and if you're going to talk about Antoine Simonio's goal against Burnley, I am going to cry. Okay, I'm. I can see that smirk on your face. Um, I'm sorry, but did, oh, it's a beautiful finish. He did that I'm exact sorry, same thing for, against Huddersfield, if I remember, or against. Um, it was a bit. It was. It was. It's similar. Huddersfield. He absolutely whacked it. Top bins. I remember watching that. Really, oh, he brings it to left. Oh, what a finish! Do you remember when he That's came awesome, on man. in like five successive games last season and came on and um, just scored in every single one of them? Yeah, yeah. What the start in January? Like before he like left. Yeah, the start of last season. Mm. He just scored like every game before when he came on. It was oh, and then he oh, celebrates yeah. over with none other than who? Alex Scott. I don't know who, that, I don't know who you're talking about. Who, who Alex? God, they're doing so well. Semenya is so good, man. I loved it when he played for us. He was just such a brilliant player. Same with Alex Scott. Alex who? Alex who? It's Antoine who? Uh, <coughs> anyway, um, that is it from us. Um, talking about another depressing result for City. Three straight defeats in a row for Leah Manning's uh, Reds. Um, not much positivity at the moment, but as we know, it is only three games. Football, in, especially in the Championship, can change very quickly, as we are all aware of City are the masters of inconsistency, aren't we? Um, and we can definitely Playoff push test. still on? Playoff push is certainly on. Um I'm sure if we beat Ipswich away, everything is going to turn very quickly. If we mm. win against Swansea and Ipswich, no one is complaining, I'm telling you. Um, mm. that is how, very true. That's how mental the championship is at the moment. Bristol City find themselves six points off the relegation zone, nine points off the top six. 11. Um, 11? Is it 11? Is it? Oh, interesting. Um, oh, no, it's 12. It's 12, 12 even. God, 12 off the top six. Um, yeah, so yeah, very meandering season at the moment, Versity, with all views uh, for next season. Um, that is it on this episode of the 1894 podcast. If you have enjoyed it, uh, wherever if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe or the big red button, uh, hit notification bell. So we're trying to go live for more videos and match reactions and whatnot. Um, this is a bit of a rarity because I didn't watch the game uh, because I was camping in... Um, Wales, ironically. Uh, there you go. Um, and yeah, I don't watch the game, so I couldn't really give a massive opinion on the game. Uh, but yeah, I can definitely give my opinion on Liam Manning and whatnot. I think it's yeah. Look, um, yeah, that is it. If you're watching from 
on YouTube, subscribe, hit and like before you leave as well. Helps with the algorithm and whatnot. If you're watching on Spotify, leave a five star review. Um, if you're watching on any of the podcast platforms, do whatever things. I'm not really used to the other ones. Um, but yeah, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, let us know your score prediction for the Ipswich Town game. Your your thoughts on the game that just had just been against uh, Cardiff in the seven side derby, obviously. Uh, try to keep it as balanced as you can. I think that's what we that's what we try and do. You know, no, don't get too over the top. Apart from when we talk about yeah. Alex Scott, because you know, well, we love that man. Also, um, yeah, obviously, and, and talk about uh, Anton Semenya and all our ex players. Um, but yeah, yeah, comment your player ratings as well, and any quiz ideas as well. As we'll, we'll start doing that weekly. I yeah. think I'm well. It's one one point a piece, but you had the potential to get two today, so. Bottle that. Um, blue, what was it? What is the Gary Neville quote? Blue billion pound bottle jobs or something. That's quite good. Yeah, quite entertaining. Quite entertaining value is quite good. Um, yeah, I'm a City blue well, billion from. pound bottle job, apart from the fact that I don't have a billion pounds and I don't have anything to do with the color blue, uh, and I didn't bottle anything. Um, I have a, I have a, is it, what is this? Is, it, is this a bottle? It's not a bottle, is it? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, I don't know why that went to. Um, and yeah, we will catch you all probably after uh, the Swansea game. Uh, well, hopefully, Bristol City by then have picked up six points and are, you know, steamrolling their way to promotion.